everyone. Welcome back to Around the Table with Redemption Women from Tempe, Arizona. My name is Dina Rogers, and I'm here at the table today with two of my friends, Tina and Marnie. And I'm just so excited to get into this conversation. We're going to talk about Psalm 8. So um, before we get into it, Tina, you have been my friend since I started to come to Redemption. Mm -hmm. I've loved being on teams with you and looking at scripture. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are these days? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, so lived in Tempe for about nine years and was at Redemption that, that whole span and have been in Tucson now for close to two years, um, but still come up once a week for uh, seminary up here and so get to stay connected and be on podcast now and again. Very cool. Yeah. And when you come up here, you see Marnie. Yes. Right? Most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah, can you introduce why don't you introduce Marnie and then we'll have Marnie say a little bit about herself. I only, I know her mostly through you and through people around here. So, Yeah, so Marnie Goheen is, uh, lives down here in Tempe for part of the year, about five months in total. Um, it's from Vancouver. And her and Mike Goheen moved down here to start the seminary called the Missional Training Center um, that is intended to to train up pastors to be able to love Jesus well um, across different congregations. And we get to meet, meet in their living room, and Marnie makes us a hot meal uh, every class that she's here, um, and dessert, not just not just course one, but course two. Um, and I just, the reason I'm so excited for Marnie to be on the podcast today is because I, I sit through these three-hour-long classes with these amazing professors, and I'm always moved to worship and deepen in my faith. But sometimes my 10-minute conversations with Marnie on her break or after class, I am just moved to know Jesus and understand his word and respond to it in those 10 minutes sometimes as much as those three hours. Like and for, I mean, if, if everyone could come gather in Marnie's kitchen and experience that, I, you know, I'm sure she would have it, but it's it's not quite feasible. So this is one way that that um, all of the listeners get a chance to kind of be around around uh, Marnie's, Marnie's kitchen table in a sense. Very cool. Love it. Well, Marnie, what can you tell us about yourself? Um, probably one of the more interesting things is that I started life out in Chile in South America, in the south of Chile, so quite far away from where we are now and where um, I live in Vancouver. Um, my parents were missionaries, so that's why I was born there. I have one sister, and um, both of my parents are from Vancouver originally, so that's where I am. Um, I met Mike in Florida, um, and uh, we have four children that are grown, have uh, 11 grandchildren, um, ranging in ages from 10 to uh, 16, 17 months. Wow. And are they all in Canada? They are all in Canada, so although... Do you, you must have frequent flyer miles or something to get up there. <laughs> yeah. So. We're usually giving them to our kids so that they can be where we are. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I happened to run into Marnie and Tina in the church lobby a few weeks ago, and we were talking about Redemption Women. This week actually was going to be a break week for us um, in our podcast. Next week, we'll be back with our next gather event on listening prayer. But um, we are just in the conversation, and Marnie, you said to me, I'm so grateful that you're um, to see that you're memorizing Psalm 8. I sat with that chapter for a whole year, 
and meditated on it. And I just thought, oh, I would love to hear about that. I think our, our women would love to hear, what's it like to not just put the verse cards up on a shelf when you're done, but to really think about it, speak it, understand it, let God teach you through it for a whole year. Um, how do you do that? So I guess we're going to ask you some, for some practical questions. You know, how sure. do you do that? And then, yeah, what did it mean? And so, well, yeah, I guess let's start there. How did first? How did you come to love Psalm eight? How did you choose it? I have to say that I've always liked Psalm eight. So it wasn't um, like a. I only just started loving it mm -hmm. at that point, but I started meditating on it deeply. I had uh, parts of it where I had. I do this with a lot of scripture that I don't understand. I sit with it and wait and ask God to help me to understand that part. I don't, I'll say, I don't understand this part yet. Um, and uh, look for God's answer in time. Yeah. And it's often decades, plural. Wow. And that's okay. Because when it comes after mm -hmm. such a long time, mm -hmm. it is so much more precious even. Mm -hmm. So with Psalm 8, I'd always loved it. There were songs that were on Psalm 8 that I loved to sing um, and that we sang as a church and um, our family. Um, but uh, what got me to do uh, Psalm 8 in a little different way, um, a more concentrated way, was I was uh, taking... Um, the coordinator position for um, the group of girls at my church in Vancouver. And uh, we had Psalm 8, and we chose that as our verse, our, our memorization mm -hmm. chapter that we would have the girls memorize for that year. And um, that August, I decided that, that I was going to um, say this every day. And so I committed to the Lord that it would be the first thing that I would say in the morning and it would be the last thing that I would say at night. And so I did that for that full year. I had already memorized it as a child, um, but I memorized it in the King James Version. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I had to re-memorize it and really had to work at that yes. because it was very hard to change uh, some of those words. Mm -hmm. But I did when that. When you did it, when you say you said it in the morning and at night, did you do it out loud? I definitely did it out loud when nobody was there. <laughs> but when, mm -hmm. when every, when, um, usually that's a quiet time, morning and evening. And mm -hmm. so usually it was either whispered or it was said um, in my heart. Mm -hmm. Wow. And did the girls all memorize it with you? Or they did. A did. Lot of them? Yeah. And then I, I developed a choreography to it so that we presented it at the end of the year um, in the worship service where the girls, we did the whole service around Psalm 8. Wow. Oh, I wish this was video and not podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she did Tina, it for me. We're going to have to learn it. Uh, yeah, she did it for me on Tuesday, and I was just, it was beautiful. I was like welling up in tears, oh, just feeling the the weight of like that posture of prayer yeah. in the psalm yeah can i read psalm 8 real quick oh yes please okay, yeah let me take a moment and just read it oh lord our lord how majestic is your name in all the earth you have set your glory above the heavens out of the mouth of babies and infants you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? 
Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the work of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Oh, thank you. It's so beautiful, right? I love that. Marty, let me ask you this. What happens, how does God move your understanding of a passage like Psalm 8 from the words that you read to something something deeper, a a bigger, you told me that you saw his whole story in Psalm 8. Yeah. Can you talk to, Talk to us about how do you get past the words to the heart of the message? So I think the first thing is that this is a living word. This isn't just words on a piece of paper. And sometimes we do read the scripture as if it's words on a paper. And I have to say we read it way too fast when we do that. Mm. Um, For me... um, I do this with music as well. I love sight reading music. And so I'll sit down at the piano with a new piece because what's black and white and in two dimensions only becomes for me hills and valleys and rivers and colors and such as the music becomes something. Mm-hmm. It, gives, it becomes a new dimension mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. added to it. So when we ch- uh, read scripture, um, we need to read it with the understanding that although it appears to be two-dimensional and like every other book, this word is the word of God and it is breathed through by his Holy Spirit. And it's not just that it was breathed into it in the beginning when it was put down paper to pen, so to speak. It is living and breathing now. God's Spirit is still making it alive. And I use the word animate. He is animating his word for us. He is longing to do that. So when we take time with it Mm -hmm. and listen that our God is speaking to us through this, what is he saying? Um, Then he has the opportunity to actually animate his word for us and make it Make the trees dance, you know, make the the leaves clap their hands. Um. That is beautiful. I'm going to remember that, Mm -hmm. that he animates scripture. He animates his word for us. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So tell us about Psalm 8. What did you, what do you love and what have you learned? Um, Honestly, that was, I think, 2013 when I committed to just every day doing that, Mm -hmm. but I would say 80% of my days are still morning and evening Psalm 8. Mm -hmm. Like that's my go-to usually. Um, And it is so rich that I can say without being an exaggerator that at the very least every month I am learning more about Psalm 8. Still. Mm -hmm. Still. And this week um, and last week as I'm preparing for this holy week I have learned new things about it that have just like it is sweeter than honey and it's like earth is so insignificant in the vastness of creation the vastness of of um this the heavens 
But that little earth, if you get close enough where you can actually see it, it is a little gem. Mm -hmm. It's a little green and blue gem that sparkles. And it's God's love has been placed on in this little place. God has chosen this tiny, insignificant planet to pr place his love there and, and to create beauty and something so very special. Wow, yeah, just to, to think about that. Our lives feel so important and so significant, but to think about it kind of zoomed out and how Psalm 8 really does capture that. Um, what are what is man that you are mindful of him and when we were talking about psalm 8 i, I always think it's so funny uh, marnie's husband mike will walk in sometimes and with a big smile on his face is she talking about psalm 8 again <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> it just so naturally flows flows from her from her heart um this good news and so you said that a, a recent as one of the things that you said you know every month or so you get this new kind of revelation about what the the beauty and wisdom in psalm 8 and you shared about a way that it points to christ and so yeah. how we are these insignificant creatures made of flesh and bones but then jesus comes can you talk about that about what you what you realized in, in Psalm 8, there are the second verse, um, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Every time I said this psalm, from the time that I was a little girl, I couldn't understand that part. It was Advent 2013, and I was sitting in church worshiping, and all of a sudden, it was there. Jesus was the infant. Jesus was that little child who came to silence the foe and the avenger. And he did that on the cross. Mm -hmm. That knowledge was like a knowledge of, I saw Jesus, you know, <laughs> in his word. It was animated with Christ for me in that moment. And so since then, it's always been animated with Christ. But I have to say that in the season of Lent, um, I've learned another thing about that that has just been quite precious for me. It was right after Jesus had uh, come into Jerusalem riding on a donkey. Mm. Um, so Jesus comes into the uh, into the city and the crowds, which would include adults and children and infants, they are all crying out, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The whole city is stirred. And they say, Jesus, this, this is the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. And he, Jesus then goes into the temple and he cleanses the temple. And the... Um, the leaders, the religious leaders, um, get a bit upset, like quite upset. And then they see uh, that children are shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David. And they become indignant because they know that whole psalm. Jesus turns to them and after they say, do you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus turns to them and said, says, I think, fairly quietly, you might say, have you never read? <laughs> From the lips of children and infants, 
you have ordained praise. Mm -hmm. And then he leaves, and he goes out of the city of Bethany, and he spends the night, and I think maybe did he continue with that psalm, Psalm 8. He was there when the heavens were created. They were the works of Jesus' fingers. And did he also prepare in that time for the silencing of the foe and the avenger that was going to come in just a few days when he would be suffering so that that foe would be silenced, so the children's praises would not be silenced anymore, Mm. and so that the glory of God and his majesty, his name would be blazoned across the whole earth in all of its glory and so that humanity could know again what it was to be truly human taking care of God's good creation and um, praising him in in all that they did so anyway uh, this was just placed right in the middle of of holy week for me in a way that over these few years that I've been doing this it never had so Another wow. new beautiful thing. That is beautiful. That and it is so true that God keeps speaking to us through his word. Mm-hmm. That our knowing him is this continual process. And when we allow our minds to just be bathed in scripture, um, he keeps showing us his story in these beautiful ways. Mm. I love that. Was That's mm. so encouraging. Um I think the other time that Psalm 8 is mentioned in the New Testament is, is Hebrews. Hebrews yeah. And I'm just mentioning that because we're just finishing our journal for next fall. And we are so excited to see Psalm 8 right in there about Jesus. Yeah. But what's beautiful there is that that it is yes and at the same time mm. more than one thing. Mm-hmm. And the, the layeredness of, of Scripture um, that, that brings meaning in in different ways that both are true and knowing both enriches the whole. So uh, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man? What is humanity? Who am I? We could even say, um, who are we that you are mindful of us? Um, And the children, our children, the children of humanity, the littlest ones of humanity, that you care for them. We could use those pronouns, and that would be correct, and that there would be truth in its referencing us. And just here I will say that humanity, you and I, we are just despots. Mm -hmm. But we are intricately carved despots, carved by the very hand of God sculpting us to be who he made us to be. So although we are despots, sounds insignificant, right? Mm. Although we are despots, we were intricately carved by the fingers and hands of Almighty God. And we have significance because he did that Mm. and he made us in his image. So it does refer to us, us little despots, but it also refers to the Son of Man the Son of God, Jesus the Messiah, who God sent to be one of us despots. Mm -hmm. And if we can think of that, that his glory is above the heavens, he became like us. Mm -hmm. He 
became like us, little dust bits, squeezed into our mold so they could speak our language, feel our feelings, pain, and speak into us the good news that Christ has come. I am here. The kingdom has come. And there's hope because there's going to be a new creation. There's going to be a resurrection and a renewal and a res restoration of all things. And sin, I'm going to silence the foe and the avenger. And I think that is meditating on scripture, memorizing scripture, sitting with scripture. One of the most amazing things is that this whole story is about Jesus. It all points to Christ at every point. Everything before Christ longs for him and everything after Christ flows from him. That is the good news. But it's our story. Like we get invited in. And so the fluidity of these pronouns is really this, this back and forth of Jesus is the truest human and it's all about him. But because he is so loving and because he pours, invites us in, it's about us. Yeah. Not in the way that we make it about us where we tirelessly feel like we have to do it all, but in that because it's finished on the cross and because he loves us desperately, we get to play our part as these despots, by, which I just want to, for anyone out there on podcast land doesn't know what a despot is, it's like a, um, what would you say, like a, a piece of dust, like a tiny, tiny little I think piece in of America dust. we call them dust bunnies. Okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, like a little bit of dust. Yeah, just one little one. You can hardly teeny, see teeny. it, right? The one. Oh, the you very teeny. Like a speck. A speck, of, a speck, yeah, a speck of, of dust. Yeah, one speck of dust. One speck. Yeah, not, yeah. The, not a clump not of them. Not even a whole bunch. That's a church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just, I love that, that we're not just memorizing these ideas, you know. We're memorizing the true story of the world that we come alive in because he came and gave his life for us. Yeah. yeah. Animated despots. Yeah. <laughs> for the glory of God. Yes. Oh, what a perfect place for us to end. Marnie, I have to say that this, when I hear you speak about Psalm 8, I think it's more of a book than a podcast, and I'd love for us to get another chapter. <laughs> um, it's been so great to be around our table with you both today. I love how you love scripture and how your love for Jesus and his story is so evident in your conversations. Mm -hmm. It is an encouragement to us, and I hope to the women that are listening, um, let's spend time, let's sit there, because it is a living word that cuts to the marrow and changes us. Let's mm -hmm. be transform transformed by scripture. So we always end our podcasts asking our guests if they have a prayer story that they'd like to share. So if either of you have one, we would love to hear it. Yeah. Um, as I've been listening to the podcast and hearing those prayer stories, I was just kind of thinking, huh, what's, what are some, some big prayer stories in my life? And one that came to mind is really unique because it was kind of a, it was a big no to prayer. Um, and it was when we were still up in Phoenix and uh, my husband was about to match into residency and everything was looking so good for us to stay here in Phoenix. And we just felt like God had moved our hearts to, towards this contentment, not wanting to go anywhere else, towards this kind of placemaking, being in this community, all these really beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And we're like, he's moving our heart this way. You know, Reese, my husband, is doing so well at the hospital. Everything is good. We're gonna, we really think God's going to answer these prayers. We prayed day in and day out for a long time. And... Um, 
and it didn't it didn't happen god said no and when he opened that letter on match day it said tucson we both were kind of just like in this this weird days of like wow we really thought god was going to answer this prayer differently um but the reason it's a prayer story for me is because as i prayed that over and over again i didn't you know i i always prayed for a specific thing but because i was bringing it before the Lord, I think it gave this opportunity for him to speak into it. And I got this small refrain that was God was building in. And it was, um, if I take you somewhere else, it's because I'm a good father and I have good things Mm -hmm. for you there. And I was kind of like, okay, yeah, whatever, God, but we're going to stay here. (laughs) But it was in there, you know, it was this small refrain. And even on that day when we found out we were moving, we were pretty upset, pretty bummed. Um, But but that stayed as like it rang kind of in my heart and it was this com- this sense of comfort and it and I didn't believe it for a long time it was it was um for different reasons a pretty hard start down in Tucson and I was longing desperately for my community and um but I but because of that refrain over and over again I just I went to God over it and said you promised me you have good things for me here and I'm not seeing it but where else can I go, you know? And yeah. and I'm going to cling to that promise, and I'm going to trust and wait and see that you'll bring those good things. And, um, yeah, it just was the source of life uh, in the midst of, of a really hard time. So Yeah, that's I think, so yeah. – I'm so grateful you shared that um, because it isn't always the answer we're looking for, but mm-hmm. somehow we have to – we keep being reminded that we're in a really good story with a really good author – yeah. And we can trust him. We can trust the author of this story. Hmm. Even when our prayers seem to have a no, he's writing the story that's bigger than we can see. So yeah. I love that you shared that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, you guys are God so big. Mm-hmm. And the story yeah. is so good. And he speaks. He mm-hmm. speaks to us through his yeah. word. So... Well, we're so grateful that you've joined us at the podcast table today. We'll be back next week with excerpts from our gather events on listening prayer and how we can hear God speak to us. So we'll see you next time as we gather around the table, immerse ourselves in scripture and disciple one another toward Jesus. Mm -hmm.